In previous room, we spoke about um, different kinds of trephus that are on chickens. A um, long time ago, we spoke about uh, trephus that could be in the eggs of a chicken, um, the eggs even before they're hatched. Um, in other words, a different time we spoke about the different trephus that actually would be found in, in a chicken um, with some kind of poultry. Um, and those are the kinds that are um, <coughs> would be noticed at the shrika. Um Today, we're going to talk about three different types of trephus um, that are, of course, checked for at the shrita also, but it's the kind of trephus that would show all the way that potentially a consumer might see them at home. Uh, that is to say, they pick up a package of uh, chicken, you know, ready to eat or ready to be cooked, uh, and they might notice something that would make them wonder whether that thing's a or not. Um, the, the, again, in most cases, it's, it's not an issue, uh, because, again, there are mashkichim, at the shechitu, or looking out for these kind of things. Uh, but, you know, of course, things can be missed. And that's what we talk about, these different questions, and whether they are or not an issue, or when a person should be, need to bring them to ask them a shayla to find out whether they have a question. And the first one is like this. Um, Shukhanach says that if an animal gets some kind of a wound, or something happens to it, that uh, makes a collection of blood in one spot, um, then you need to cut away that spot. Uh, you need to cut in that spot in order to let the blood drain out during malicha. So before the malicha, you have to cut it. And the Shulchanah says, Nitra adam machas maka, you can't cook it, until you cut that spot first, and then do malicha, which is to say, um, then there'll be a way for the blood to drain out during malicha from that from that place where you made it. Um, and the Ramah sticks in that uh, for, it's for that reason um, that there's a meaning to uh, trim away um, the makam hashchita, because his blood would get stuck in that spot also. Okay. So the, that raises a question, this thing which is called Nitzar HaDam, Dam Collected, um, which is that uh, very reasonably common that when you uh, look at it, at the drumstick of a chicken, um, at the narrow end of the drumstick, towards the, the end of the narrow side, um, there's a redness. Um, in, in people in Hashkach call the red legs, I don't know if that's an official name, um, that's what people call it. Um, and they have this like red, I don't know, maybe it's like an inch, three quarters of an inch, uh, circulation, you know, unusual, the shape of, of red, but it looks like blood. Um, and, you know, sometimes that could happen, um, maybe because when the plant personnel, you know, after, after the shrita, the chicken goes into a cone, um, and then to be in parachus, just, you know, for, to let the blood drain out, and then the, um, until it stops moving around, and then the chickens are hung onto a conveyor belt, hung by their legs, uh, by the end of their legs, um, onto a conveyor belt. Um, so if that's what a blood vessel breaks, or something else, other ways that it could happen, um, and um, the question is, is that Nitzradam? Is that an example of Nitzradam? And if it is, then you have to make a slice in that spot before you did malicha to the chicken, which of course is, doesn't happen. Um, so, one reason to think that it should not be a uh, concern is because, as I keep mentioning, the Shacharach uses the word, excuse me, uses the words Nitzradam. Um, but and that means that the the blood got like bundled together, like like crunched crunched together, or you know collected together. But the truth is that, that the, that's not the words that the Gemara uses. The Gemara uses the words umtsu shi umtsu Umtsu means a raw piece of meat. Da'asmik that became red. Uh, and why did why did the Rishonim the Rishonim is based on Rishonim? Why did the Rishonim change change that and call it nitzur hadam? Why don't they just call umtsu da'asmik? What's wrong with that? Or use the word Adam, you know, Shenis Adam, use a Hebrew word if you want to. Why did they switch it to Nitzra Adam? Um, so that, that's a much more. That the only time there's, the, there's a problem 
is when there's a collection of blood. The blood, like, pulled together, came together um, in, in, in a spot, in a clump. But if it's just red, just the redness is not a big deal, and the malicha will take care of that. Okay, there's such a much more. Um, and Rosh Kluger brings this. He brings this deal um, that the word Nitzratan has that much more. Uh, and he says that, in fact, some Rishonim exactly hold like that. They do hold that the only time there's a problem is if there's a clump, a clump of blood, like, like a, like a, just some, you know, dried blood sitting there and, and some kind of a pool together. But if the meat just turned red, then that's not an example of Nitzradam, and there's no need to do anything special before that Malicha. Okay, but he says that most Rishonim don't agree with that. And he brings all kinds of proofs that all, most Rishonim do not agree with that, and they would hold that even if the meat is just stained, just a stain on the meat, that's good enough to be considered Nitzratam also. And the male, he says, at least with Chachila, a person should be machmer and assume that if the meat is, has this redness to it, then it's, that is an example of Nitzratam. Um, and the truth is, if you look into it a little further, it could be that this question of whether Nitzratam means to be stained red or it means to have like a clump of, of, of blood coming together may be told in a different machlikas that at first glance has nothing to do with it. Um, a machlikas about something called pirish makam makam. What is pirish makam makam? That is, we saw, we've spoken about in the past, that blood is only usher if it was pirish. Blood that left the place where it started from. Meaning, if you have a piece of meat and the blood is in it, the Gemara says so you can eat it, so you can eat it raw. You can just bite into it without doing any malicha to it because the blood that was in there never left the meat and the, that blood is not usher at all. So the rush says that um, if you're that the only time pirish is usher is if it left the piece that it was in. It was in this piece of meat and it, it left the piece to go outside to go to another piece. What does the pirish mean? Makam lamakam. If it goes from one part of the piece of meat to the other part, it means moves within the piece of meat. That's what the, that's what the rush says. The shachman says, um, but many other rishonim disagree. Other rishonim disagree, uh, and so the primkod is a kasha. He says. According to the rush, what's wrong with umtzadasmek? What the Gemara says that if the, if the piece of meat get red because blood is you know is there, some blood got out or blood is somehow spilled out in, in, in the piece of meat, then umtzadasmek you have to do something about it from lichay. He says, what's the problem? If pirish b'makom makom is mutter, if moving from one part of meat to the other is mutter, it, it's not also it's, it, it's blood. Excuse me, but it's not blood which is usher. So what's the problem with pirish b'makom makom? Supreme Gordon says, it must be that according to the Russia you have to say, It must be that there's so much blood in one spot that it's as if it's be'en. It's, it's as if it's not anymore in the meat. It's not in the meat. <coughs> it's be'en because there's so much blood in, in that spot. That's how he says. Now, there's another muscle like this. Uh, that's, so that's how the, the Supreme Gordon understands how the Russia will learn Aaron Kamara about umtzad aspect. Then there's, there's another muscle like this. And that was like this. What happens if a person, when a person does malicha, they're supposed to malicha in a container that has a hole in it, a clean manuka, but it has a hole in it so that the blood can drain out the bottom. What happens if a person did malicha in a, in a container, a cliche in a manuka, there was no hole in the bottom, so it didn't is, that the meat is usher. The machaber holds that the meat is only usher, only the part of the meat that was in the, in the liquid, in the blood, on the bottom, that's the meat that's usher. Any meat that's above the, so to speak, waterline, that meat is mutta. Because um, nothing happened to it. No, they, they no, it. Blood was collected on the bottom, so it's a, it's a sort of a kavush. Meat is sort of being absorbed. Blood is sort of being absorbed back in. That's a problem. But the meat that's above the line, nothing happened to it. So that meat is kosher. And the Ramah holds that that meat is also, even the meat up, out, of the, out of the liquid, that meat is also also. Um, and the shach over there says, 
we saw that the Shach says, if you did Malicha, and, and the, did what you were supposed to do, you followed all the, the din of Malicha, and you did what you were supposed to, the, the red liquid that comes out afterwards, the red liquid that you see in the bag, you know, when you put the piece of meat after Malicha, they, you know, they, they keep it in a cryovac bag, all that kind of stuff, or the red juice, so to speak, juice that comes out, that's not dam. He calls it moil the alma. It's just some other kind of a liquid. So just because it's red, doesn't mean that it's a dam or that it's dam that's also. Um, and therefore, um, being as, it, in most cases, the red legs that we see, meaning that make it to the supermarket, those red legs are uh, just a, not a significant amount of blood, um, therefore those are, those are not usher. Um, it, the more serious ones, if there's a, a much more serious amount of redness, um, then in fact it would be usher, and those would be taken up by the mashkichim. Um, so we, we, we don't chuck their own chickens at home and see the, the ones that are really dead to know, oh, that's the Nitzra Adam. We only see the ones that just have a little bit of redness to it. And those, 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 that's not what's included in Nitzra Adam. And Nitzra Adam means that it has a, a, tr- a much more serious amount of, of, of red. Um, and that's the only thing that we're concerned about um, that needs to be cut out. We're, again, in the Shechita, they would just throw them out or send them for trade. Um, and But for us, most of what we see at home is not going to be an issue. Now, but then let's move on to another possibility of Trefus. It has to do with uh, red legs also, but it's, it has a different angle of uh, a different angle of what could be wrong with a uh, uh, chicken we would find at home. And that is, we saw way back when we spoke about um, Trefus in poultry that there's something called sumus hakidim. What is that? That is the the muscles that are in, the, in, the, in a chicken's leg and the drumstick. Um, those muscles control the movement of the chicken's toes. Okay? And the way the muscles control the toes is through tendons. These like long, stringy chutim, uh, we call them in, you know, in, in Shekhanah, we call it a chut, uh, like a string. Uh, but it's a, it passes through the shank, the bottom, at the very tip of the narrow end of the drumstick, tibia. Uh, and the Gemara says there are 16 of them in a bird. Uh, and they all come together, they, all, they, they join together at the Tsarimes, the Tsarimes I give them, where they join together at the very bottom of the tip of the uh, bone, the, the narrow side of the bone, they join together, and then they pass through to the, to the foot, um, and if any one of those are cut, then the animal, then the, the chicken is a trade for. Now, the, the Tsumas I give um, is in the, as I keep saying, is, on the, is where they come together. It's not the get any get, it's where the didn't come together. Um, it's a shadow of exactly how far up from the bottom of the uh, drum, drumstick is, is also so one etzpa, two etzpas, and some say halfway up. Um, the different sheets in the Hrenim. Um, they start with this, <coughs> says, and assume up to halfway up is a concern. Up to halfway up, if one of the gidim get broken, that's a concern. Um, and like we, we mentioned in the past that the, at the shritas, they, they check for them. Um, now there's, there's another question, and that is the Shachonach says when he's talking about Tzumas HaGidim for animals, not, not for birds, he's talking about for animals, he says is, <coughs> first he brings Bistam, that the, the, the Tzumas HaGidim for an animal is on the outer side of the leg. Meaning to say it's the part of the leg that faces, that doesn't face the, the adjacent leg, it's facing the outwards, or the way he describes it is where the tail would fall onto it, the outside of the leg. Okay, that's what he says. Um, but he says, the Yishayman, um, that it's on the inside, meaning the part that faces the other leg, um, <coughs> faces the other leg. Um, all these are totally in, a, in Hadalim, Pshatman, Gemara, in Chulun, uh, And the Ramah says that the Ikar is like the first day. The Ikar is like the first day that it's on the outside. Um, but you should be machmer for both shittas. Um, you should be machmer for both the shittas. Okay, now, the Primagodim, right on that din, um, says 
that the same thing is by, by bird. The same machlik is, is it on the outside or on the inside? It applies by bird also. Uh, now, if, if, if that would be, if we take, if we take on what he's saying, that by birds, the shiloh is only on the, is only on the outside, not on the inside, not inside of the leg, then that would be very relevant to our red legs. We'll talk about a second, how they affect Tzum Sayyidin, um, that would be, sorry, because the red legs, inver- almost always, uh, invariably, they are on the inside. They are on the part that would be between, that the, the part of the leg that faces the other leg of, of the chicken. Um, and, uh, and if, if it's true, if we, if what the primogodim is saying is, according to the primogodim, that, that on the inside, the ikkaratim there is no trefus. It's only only be machmen for the yesh imrim. Then the primogodim also says that if you have a suffolk about it, uh, to, uh, of a of a broken tomb sagidin, then you could be mitzaratis to its sex sex. They say suffolk if this if the gidin are even on the inside altogether, and even if they are, even if they are, um, maybe this wasn't a, this wasn't broken. This this tomb sagidin. Okay, that would be. True according to Prim Gadim. However, Rabbi Kiveger on that Prim Gadim says, you know, that's what Prim Gadim. That's what the Prim Gadim says. He says, but if you look, and, and the, I forgot to mention, Prim Gadim is based on a rush who says that the same machlokes in the Gemara is, is the same for, for animals. The same machlokes about how to understand the Gemara about animals applies to birds also. But the Kiveger says you should look in the base hill and a few halachas later, where it talks about tumas agidin for animal for birds. We're there, the base hill says, is that posture. everybody agrees, there's no shiloh that the tombs they give them for birds are on the inside, not on the outside. Um, and, in fact, he says, that's what we do. We do it on the inside and the outside. Uh, some, some local, uh, we have people who are involved in the treaty who said, yeah, they do tombs they give them no matter which side it's on. Um, in fact, they're given seemingly on all sides. Um, when we looked around the inside of the chicken, um, it seemed, seemed to be given on all sides. Um, this, whether, which given count may depend on the other machikas, about how high up you have to go. Anyhow, but it's, it seems, <coughs> according to Basil, what Kiraker brings, that the Tumzaikidin is a shaili on the inside, in which case we don't have any, any uh, coolers to say, is, oh, it's only a, a shaila, it's only a yeshar mekin machor. Okay, anyhow, excuse me, back to where we were. So Tumzaikidin, if they get ripped, if they get ripped, um, it's a, makes the burden to a chafer. And the Ramah says, it's, it's hard to tell if one of the gidim are ripped, it's not so easy to figure it out. And therefore, he says, if an animal, if a, if a chicken was wounded in the area of the Tumas HaGidim, then you have to assume that the Gidim were ripped. We don't, we don't, we're not biting them. We have to assume that the, that the, that the uh, Gid was ripped and the animals are chafed. So, that would, so now when we think about our red legs, we have to say, wait a second. The first question we talked about was to the red legs, is that a child of Dam? But now we have to think about, wait a second, forget about whether there's Dam there. If the, if the bird got um, uh, banged up to the point that it was bleeding over here, well, maybe the, tum- maybe the Gidim were ripped also. Now, we can't even, and we can't even check on that, because the Ramah says we're not Tzambach on that. We don't do a Badika to decide whether the Gidim were ripped or not. Okay, but, but however, the, on this Din, it says that when we say if any time he gets a wound, you should be Choshish, that maybe the Gidim were ripped, the Shach says, says like this. He says, Venerly. He says, that's, this that we say that they, we have to be worried about but by a wound is, that's only this, it's such a huge wound, there's like blood all over the place, and you, you, you could barely even see the Gidim that under there. We don't say anything wrong with the Gidim, the Gidim look perfectly healthy, they don't think wrong with them, there's a little, the chicken got a little banged up, bad, that's nothing. He says, because we'd say that, if we would say that, that any bird that comes with a little bit of dam, uh, you know, some kind of a, a wound, some kind of a uh, something happened to it. Ruba for ruba, 
Ruba, for Ruba, the Ruba, every bird will be chair. He says, it's not possible that it could be, but rather, it's only if it's, if it's a very serious wound and you see some real uh, indication that something's wrong, that's when you have to say that you have to be choshish and give him a rip. Then the Prima Godman says like that also, and he says, Ein l'hashos mummy, so don't throw Eden's money and, and make every bird chafe like this, he says. So now, this is, it actually has a similarity to what we said beforehand, that the red legs of the Damashabai is only also when there's a lot of it. Um, here he seems to be even more extreme. It has to be a okay, really serious wound before we have to be choshish, maybe the Gidim ripped up. Uh, and therefore, um, therefore, if there's a serious swelling and, and bruising on the lower half of, of the drumstick, then you have to have a chashash that there was, um, that the sooner they get them ripped, otherwise um, you wouldn't have to be worried about that. Uh, and again, these kind of things, the, the, the raw serious ones would be pulled out at the shechita. It's unlikely that something like that is going to make it through all the way to the point that you get to a consumer. Now, in, in talking about this, it, there's a difference between what we talked about nitzra adam of which this blood that has to be, you know, sliced open, as compared to this case where there's a wound, or some kind of a sign of a wound, that we have to be chushish for, uh, that the rip. And that is as follows. Blood is a concern no matter when it comes out of the animal. But a bird can only become a trafer when it's alive. If, if something happened to the bird after it died, and that caused you know, some damage to that part of the chicken, he can't become a trafer if it's dead. So, for example, if the if the the people who collected the birds when they were alive, you know, they have to take them from the farm to bring them to the to the slaughterhouse. They have to collect all these birds together, put them into crates, and bring them to the to the slaughterhouse. In collecting them, sometimes those people use these long rods with hooks on them, and they whack the grab the birds by their legs to pull them in. If they grab them in the wrong spot, or they grab them too strongly, and they cause a wound over there, then that bird could potentially be a trafer because you did damage to it in the place with it with the um, so that would potentially be a problem. Said, but what happens if the bird got this damage because you threw it into the cone and it banged around too much and it hurt itself? It, it, it got this this wound, this bruise on it. Or you did it, on, it as they hung it up on the hooks after the shrita. Well, again, to ask the dam, shabai, the dam question, we have a question. But ask the tumasagid um, and trefa, it can't become a trefa once it's after shrita. It's not possible. So that wouldn't be a problem at all. Okay, so so that's another that's an expertise that someone has to be able to see is did, does this wound look like it happened when the bird was alive, or did it happen afterwards during the during the maneuvering and dealing with the bird afterwards that blood came out. So one of the ways to tell is actually brings it sort of in passing is it depends what color it looks like, because if the if the wound is uh, if is a black and blue mark, then black and blue means it's been there for a while and it started to heal. And that's why it's starting to look like it's black and blue. Um, so well then that's how it makes it seem like it happened when it was alive. And suppose if it's red or just a light, a little dark color, then that may have that, that may have happened right after you know during the shrita, right after sorry, right after the shrita, in which case it wouldn't be a problem. Okay, so that takes a little bit of an expertise. And there's even a shadow that what happens if it's yellow or green? That may be indication of an infection, a different kind of a problem. Uh, that might be a tumor issue, but uh, need someone who knows what he's talking about to look at it again. The people at the Shrita who are watching it, they see birds all day long, uh, and they have that expertise to know which ones should be pulled off and which ones is a sign of a, of a more serious earlier wound that has that, that, that could have caused a problem to them. Right now, um, okay, so again, if you, if you have a child, you can bring to, to a rough look at someone who knows, who knows who could tell the difference between them, but in most cases, any of these that would be an issue are pulled off. 
And our last group of questions that could happen um, with that we could have in packaged chicken, meaning what you have in your house, is <coughs> if there's a broken bone. So um, a broken bone, of course, can be any doesn't raise any concerns if it happened after the chicken um, had already had shechita, uh, and which is in fact most of the broken bones that we would see in, at home are have to do with packaging uh, or, or processing of the chicken after the shechita that something caused a bone to break from that. Um, but I'll just mention the different ways that a bo- breaking a bone could potentially be an issue in theory, in, in, that could be an issue. And one is, a chicken wing has three parts. Um, there's one that's closest to the body, it's called the humerus. Um, and then, and if that one is broken within a, an about an inch of the body, then the bird is a chafer. Not because the bone itself is any, causes it to be a chafer. Breaking that bone, uh, again, it's the closest bone to the, it's the closest bone and it's the closest part near the, near the body uh, of the wing. Um, it's not because the bone itself is a chafer, because there's a chashash that the, the jagged edge from the broken bone, from the broken bone, will end up um, puncturing the lung of the bird, which is not far from there, um, and cause the, so the animals are suffering chafer because the bone may have caused a problem to the lungs on the inside. Okay, another is, um, if, the, um, if, if a, one of the bones of the wing breaks, um, it, it's not then, then not on the wing, it would be the leg also, then, and it broke while it was alive, then any any meat that's from the break point and on, plus a little error right here, any meat from the break point and on is also not because the animal is a trefer, but because the animal is, because uh, it's considered Eva Menachai. If the bone broke, it's considered Eva Menachai. If the bone broke while it was alive, so that's as if, as if that, even though the, the meat stayed attached to the, to the bird, Everything from there and on is considered as if the is, it, is it considered separated and the abundant is considered even in a high, it would have to be cut off also. Okay. Another thing is if the if a chicken's tibia, that's the, the drumstick, broke um, in the lower part, then in the, in the lower part where the tumsagidin are, then just like we say if the animal has a wound, we're worried about that the tumsagidin might have been ripped. If the bone breaks in that area, again in the lower half, then also the bird is as is considered to be trafe because of a problem that seems like it might have been written. Might have been ripped. Sorry. Lastly is um, the upper bone in, in the chicken's thigh, called the femur, the, the longer bone in the chicken's thigh, which goes, it, it, it fits into a hip bone socket. And if it got separated from the socket while the bird was still alive, that's called a buku da'atma de shakmiduchte. The buku da'atma is, is this bone that's attached to its socket. Um, the the shakmiduchte slipped out of its spot when the animal's alive. Then, um, we assume the animal's a trafer. It's not really trafer in every single case, but we assume the animal's a trafer. That would have happened. Um, <coughs> now, the, 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 also if that bone breaks, we, we, we treat it with the same thing. It's the Ramah says we treat it the same way if, that, if, that fe- if the femur broke when the animal was alive. Now, if the, if the bone had slipped out of its spot, if it had fallen out of the socket, um, it doesn't just like fall out of the socket. If it came out of the socket, as a rule, that would be a real bloody mess. It would be a real bloody and swollen and look horrible, and that would be pulled off at the, at the slaughterhouse. The the the, the, the mashkir who's watching those, the chickens would catch it. It's, it's easy to see and would pull them off. I guess it could get through by mistake, but it's very rare that someone should ever see that in a chicken at home, in, in a piece that they get to their house. But in theory, if it happened, or at least in the slaughterhouse, if it happened, then the animal would be a trefer because of uh, bukudak, bukudak, and the shofim
Okay. Now, in talking about all these questions about trefas, which was our now about broken bones, and we spoke about beforehand if the tombs are even are broken, it's just worth pointing out that um, that when, when a person buys a package of chicken and the pieces are not attached to each other, you know, let's say he buys a package of all bottoms. Okay, they're not. It's not a whole chicken. It's just a bunch of pieces. Those pieces are not necessarily almost for sure not from the exact same chicken. They just randomly put a few pieces, a few bottoms together into the same package. And that means to say is, if for whatever reason they decide that one of the pieces is a trefa, let's say there's a problem with the tombs like and that piece is a trefa, then that piece has to be discarded. But the rest of the pieces are, compl- are kosher. The fact that they were sitting next to the other one doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean they came from the same chicken. Of course, if it was a whole chicken, then if one part is a trefa, the whole thing is a trefa. But if, if they're cut up pieces, set pieces that are separate from each other, then the fact that one is a trefa um, doesn't reflect on whether the other ones are.